0: Welcome everyone into the Everyday Experience Podcast, a show called It's Probably You. I'm your host, LDP, and today is the season finale. We are going to put a nice little bow on communication and riding shotgun. I've got Jesus. Season finale. We're in the OG studio. Brings back nice memories being in here. It's where we were recording all of season one before we we even knew that it was going to be like that.
1: Yeah, it's going to... A little dirtier than, little <laughs> dirtier. you know, a little more cluttered in here. A There's a tasty. lot
0: more technology in here. You have way more monitors than but when I was in here before.
1: it was a lot easier to set up.
0: <laughs> yes, that's very true. We were able to plug a couple things in and we were off to the races. Well, you guys know what happens when we have our season finale. So we've got some beers in here with us. We are also going to be doing a beer tasting as we make our way through this. But we let's talk about the, communi- uh, the communication of this season. I think that this was one of my favorite themes that we've ever picked.
1: Yeah, it was a really fun one. And then I got I got one more thing to bring up we didn't talk about this season. Ooh,
0: nice. Right. Okay, I mean you want to dive right in.
1: Let's start with our first drink, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll use that to segue into this. As, as I like it. it. So
0: we are going to be going from light to dark, as you know. Nice little uh, finish to this one. We're going to be starting with Community Beer Co's Texas Lager.
1: Oh, delicious, delicious. Uh, I see some on this list that I have had and loved, so I'm excited there to you give go. a little drink. Thank you, sir. Um, so, Lance, every once in a while I'm like watching something, listening to something. Oops, I dropped a little piece of my chair there. <laughs> but um, it, I saw this product, and the moment I saw it, I immediately thought of two people. I thought of you, and I thought of my sister. And I was like, this product is like a Lance product. Then I saw the price, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's not a Lance
0: product. <laughs> but
1: what it did, I thought was really cool, and I want to tie it into our whole communication thing. So, Oh, nice. It, we've talked a lot about communicating with other people, Lance. But yes. what about communicating to yourself, you know? Ooh. Like creating habits. We, we talked about creating habits in other seasons and yeah. stuff. So I kind of, what this product is, let me just pitch it to you. Imagine a really nice piece of wood, like a frame.
0: Okay, I'm already in. Like on this
1: frame, it has a calendar, but not a calendar like the days. Imagine it says like January, February, March, all the way. Yeah. yeah. Under each of them where it says January, it has one little circle for every day of that month. Oh, okay. Okay. And so it's a nice art piece. All this thing does is you touch one of the days and it lights up. Oh, I like that. It's not connected to the internet. It doesn't do anything. It's just that. And what you're supposed to use it for is when you're trying to... Form a habit, or whatever you want, really track something. Yeah. You wake up, you're like, "Hey, I did my yoga today." You push it, and then throughout the year, as you're looking at it, you're visually seeing. Oh. Everything like. I like how many that. days did you miss? What didn't you do? And it looked awesome. That does and sound again, like something I would like. When when the lady was pitching it, cause she was on a podcast. They're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what's the cost?" She's like, "It's only a dollar a day, so about three hundred and sixty <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's only that's, a That's a great a pitch. Day. That's like that is a really good pitch." <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And I was like, "Man, this is such a cool Lance thing." Um, and I love the simplicity of it not connecting, but I was like, oh, what a great way to communicate to yourself. Yeah. like, look what I did this year or what I didn't do. And it kind of like motivates you to get it done because you're visually seeing it.
0: Oh, day. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that's actually great. a really good idea. I, I, and I like the idea of communicating with yourself. I mean, that was part of the reason why I added in the journaling. Because you're right, though. There is this level of being able to understand what you think and what you feel. Um, But I am someone who likes to have the trophies on the wall. I like to be able to like see what i've been able to accomplish so i think something like that would be awesome because it just puts it in front of you and especially if it's simple to utilize i ain't paying 365 for it though
1: yeah i mean there's there's other ones you could buy that are like ripoffs or whatever but they connect to the internet and i don't know at that point it was kind of weird like other cameras watching me in the
0: <laughs> what else is attached to this particular item Yeah, so it was cool so, so let that's... me give you guys a breakdown of this beer as we continue forward so the texas lager easy drinking light-bodied nice color to it kind of translucent all right we're gonna go ahead give it our first sip i've had this one before i've had it before too i'm a big fan of this one this to me is i could just sit around and drink this all day
1: yeah this is what i call a fridge stalker. where you just you just want to make sure you have a couple of these on hand because when people come to visit you this is one that they can grab if they're not like they don't want anything crazy they don't want a strong ipa or a strong weird flavor or Jalapeno in their drink or anything. You know? This thing
0: is this is I just think it's so good. Also, this is what I would use if I wanted to make a beer mosa.
1: Oh, interesting. This this is the one you'd go with. It's got it's add-
0: the perfect amount of carbonation, great crisp flavor. This one would be great to add in. Maybe you spike spike it like with a little bit of like a shot, and then you top it with orange juice or some of your juice of choice.
1: Yeah, and days like this where it's kind of hot and humid a little bit outside, man, one of these crisp.
0: That's a win right there. All right. We got one beer in. Let's talk about what kind of started this whole season, right? There was a quote that I found that made me think that communication could really work. And it was from George Bernard Shaw. And it said, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. So I want to give you three of my takeaways from the season and get your take on it. Okay. First one is, never assume that your message was received.
1: 100%. So <laughs> whether,
0: whether it's like... Even if like don't, don't assume that somebody understood it, don't assume that it was clear, uh, don't assume that you're on the same page, like never make an assumption when it comes to you communicating with somebody else.
1: Yeah, it avoids a lot of headaches. And then even if you ask them, "Like, do you get it? And they're like, yes, that's not really making sure they understood. You know, you got to make sure that they, they got the message, not in a condescending or annoying way, though. You know, oh, yeah, that's
0: that. I think that's the most important thing, right? You have to make sure sh- you have to be patient. I think there's a level of patience that you have to have because when you're communicating an idea and I find myself doing this a lot when I'm writing something, whether I'm writing something for the podcast or I'm writing something for um, some other, you know, somebody else to consume. Right. The message is not for me is the is the baseline there. I write exactly how I I write exactly how I would talk, I guess is the best way of putting it. And, I, and I've been told that that's not how most people, like technical writers and other writers don't do that. Most people don't write it exactly how they would say it. And that's what I do. And I, I will go back through it and I'll have to read it three or four times because I will not have it clear. I missed a word or I missed something. So if you know you do that with writing, it's really easy to see how you could do that when you're talking to somebody as well.
1: Yeah, but you know, there's a balance between being too casual in your conversation.
0: Next one's being open.
1: Ooh, that sounded good.
0: It's my favorite sound when we're doing this episode, so I'm gonna start pouring this one. This is the Dallas Blonde. So I mean, honestly, like if you've lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you've had this at least once or twice.
1: Guaranteed. This is everywhere, and for good reason. It's a good, uh, again, fridge stalker. You want to make sure you got this one on hand because it's just refreshing it's good
0: well i like how we built this one up right like i like how we're kind of transitioning so that one uh the texas lager was very light very crisp this one's giving you a little bit more color you're starting to see a little bit more full body can't really see through this one at all um and they say the dallas blonde american blonde ale light crisp citrus and toast is what they put for that
1: does the texas lager have citrus
0: did not have it listed.
1: Interesting, because I feel like I tasted more citrus in that one Me than too. in this
0: blonde. Me too. I'm not really picking up the citrus notes in here. I get the toast. Um, it is definitely full-bodied. It is absolutely delicious. But I don't really... I'm not i am not getting a ton of, of citrus with this.
1: Yeah, and I do like the blonde. But I don't know if it's just that the Texas Leger just hit different right now. But if I had to choose between these two right now for a hot day, I'm going with the light.
0: I agree. I think right now, if you told me we're going to the pool... I think I'm going with the Texas lager as opposed to the Dallas Blonde. That's where we are right now. We still got two more beers yeah, to we get. We got through.
1: two more beers, and if they showed up with the blonde, it's like I'm not gonna I was, say I'm, no. I'm, not say I'm, no. Not I'm definitely
0: it. not gonna say no. I'm gonna keep drinking it. All right. So my number, my number two, right? This was looking at the cues and learn your own and others. So this came down to kind of like for me, it came down to two things: the nonverbal communication. And then looking at the people and the colors and what they all read out to, it's hilarious because my wife listened to the episode and she's like, "Oh yeah, you are one hundred percent right. I I'm definitely a green." And <laughs> I was like, and I was like, yeah, like I I've I've been around you long enough. I know what you're all about." So the cues, though, right? Those little subtle things that you can do in communication that make a big difference. When you think about that and understanding yourself, have you learned anything from the season?
1: Um, just that. I'm not as good at it as I thought I was, you know, like there's different kind of cues. that We talked about this on the I think two episodes ago that we're just so used to the body language and, and just like the forced cues of like, to, are they crossing their arms? Are they looking at you when they talk? Are they nodding along? Things like that. But um, even just like when someone's talking to you and they ask you a question and you don't know how to respond or if your response wasn't like it didn't fit what they were asking you, you know, that's another kind of cue you, you could be missing of life.
0: Yeah, there's like these little subtle things, and when I think about people and their body and how that actually operates, right, like I know for me, I've got RBF, right, like I I definitely look angry most of the time, for whatever reason, most of the time I'm just thinking, and I'm in a deep transient thought process, and for whatever reason, when somebody else is looking at me, that's not what, they're not seeing anything that looks like I would like to approach that person. They're like, I, this man is upset. This this dude is mad about something. And when we were looking at some of the the subtle cues that they t- that they came out of uh, Vanessa Van Edwards' book about Master the, the Secret Language of Charismatic Communication, she talked about like little things like leaning in will increase your warm factor. Um, leaning back starts to create distance. You got the health, the head tilt. Um, that can say that you're engaged and you're in that conversation, uh, but remember, I, I I still know that this was kind of strange to you. But the way that you show charisma came down to two things: whether you were whether you could display that you had warmth and competence. And I know that you still were on the fence about that.
1: Yeah, we talked about it again a few episodes ago. But I was not a I don't agree with the competence part. Because we just see so many people who are have such completely a big, incompetent, yeah, but they have such a huge following because yep. they're carried by that. Uh, I wouldn't even say warmth, you know, I would just say the uh, perceived energy that they have.
0: I think it's more of an energy thing too. Yeah. I think that, and I, and I did not read the full on book, so I'm not going to sit here and bash it. Uh, but I will say that for me, it is more of like an energy and a confidence to me That's what really separates people who I define as being charismatic and then people who are just maybe good speakers or very comfortable in their own skin. I think there has got to be a level of energy and enthusiasm that you put out there when you're communicating with other people that makes it be like, oh, I would follow this person. Like I would follow him or her anywhere because I believe what they're stating. But I find that charismatic leaders are really kind of hard to find. They're not as abundant as I would think. I feel like most of the time, most of the leaders that I've had in a corporate setting have just kind of been like nice nice to have, nothing nobody that I felt like uh, I would run through a wall for. And the ones that I did have that that feeling about are the ones I still talk to today.
1: Yeah. Charisma always gets a little bit tricky for me in like a work environment because there's those people that just everyone loves because they're just so charismatic, but sometimes they're not like the, I don't want to say contributor, but they don't like, um, they don't. You might be the person where you need them for a particular thing, and they might not be able to help you in that way. But everyone just keeps them around because they're just so energetic, and everyone loves to have them around the office and. I guess that's my polite way of saying I don't like when people are just charismatic, but they don't bring anything else.
0: They don't add any additional yes. value. Like you've, I agree with you 100%. There's got to be something else that you bring to the table. It can't just be charisma. There's got to be some level of like subject matter expertise that you bring to the table that adds additional value to the conversation, to the workplace, to the project that we're working on, whatever the case may be. Yep. Gotta be able to have it all. But you talked about being able to like keep certain people around. She talked about it a little bit in in her book about, you know, you may have warmth and no competence, uh, meaning that people are going to like like you and want to keep you around, but they're never going to promote you. <laughs> You're not going to be the person that someone's going to like go to bat for getting a promotion.
1: Yeah, that's that's
0: true. You're just gonna be kind of stuck where you unless are unless
1: they get promoted, <laughs> and
0: then they can. That's the other thing. Oh man, the amount of nepotism that I see. Oh, oh my goodness! And I know that if you feel guilty, definitely it's probably you. But the amount of people that I've seen that have made their way into a promotion or into an organization because they knew somebody, but they had zero value. Um, that is definitely a thing. Are you looking at the Looking at the beers that we have here.
1: Yeah, last 2 I'm excited we're, for the next one. We're
0: moving over to Four Corners Brewing. And this is the Heart O Texas. Ready? Yeah. Ah, dude. This one is for me more of a fall beer, in my opinion. It's, um, but for the time being, let's dive right in.
1: Yeah, I was telling you I just bought a, a box of theirs from I think it was Costco they had the the pack with different flavors or whatever. And Four Corners, they got some good stuff going. It's really good beer. So, I haven't had this one in particular.
0: So Hardo Texas is one of my favorite beers when I first started going there. Between the El, uh, the El Grito, Hardo uh, Texas, and El Chicón, those were beers that I could not put down. Especially when it was closer to Trinity Groves out in Dallas, we used to go. To Trinity Groves, do brunch, hang out with people. Then we'd make our way over to Four Corners to either like grab a few beers or um, see if they had anything that we could bring back with us. This is one of my favorite beers from them, and I love how we've gone through like the color spectrum. Now look at this. This is you can't you can't see this. No, this one's darker. This one this one's definitely full bodied, and (sighs) the breakdown of this one is uh, red ale with a strong malt backbone.
1: Yeah, this one has a much stronger taste than the others. It's funny that you said this one was fall for you. Because for some reason, you know where my mind went? What? Trinity Trail. Ooh. It's like you're like running to Trinity Trail or something. You get to the end, of that brewery there. Yeah. And I'm like, I my mind went to like, oh, I just sit down there after running, biking or whatever. you yeah. Catching Pokemon is what I was actually doing. <laughs> <laughs> and you just drink like, one of these. Yeah. The top. This
0: is extremely now, full body.
1: Yeah, like, but now this one I wouldn't say is a, so on paper, I like it. I'm going to put that out there, but I wouldn't keep myself fully stocked on these because I think one of these is enough for me. Yeah. And I I know that some of my guests, this would have too strong of a flavor. Yeah. Not for
0: well, real. and also, yeah, it depends on the people that you bring around, right? So for me, I feel like I've, I kind of gravitate more to the red ales, the amber ales. You, you know, you've been over. Oh. I have a lot of like more earthy, really like this, like... Kind of call it a meaty beer, right? Like it's, there's a lot to it. There's a lot going on with it. It's definitely not as crisp as where we started, which I do think is funny, right? We've kind of built up really nicely. The Texas Lager was very like, just nothing to it. Very light. The Dallas Blonde added a little bit more body, but still not crazy. Now we're like, we're in the thick of it right now. Yeah, but the jumps is like dramatic. Like <laughs> well that's that's, that's how you before. do a tasting. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly how you do a tasting. But yeah, this was a pretty big jump. And we're not even done. Wait till you see the last jump.
1: I'm excited. I've never had that one.
0: No, yeah. never, wait till you see the I last had jump. An OHP before. I have had them at my house, but I did not have this one at the house. Mm. That's I cannot wait to get into that one. But let's talk about the third thing that I had here. And I hinted at it with the cues and kind of like learning about yourself, but that's the styles that there are so many different styles of communication. There are so many different ways that people take in information. I, you know, it's funny. We didn't even really go too much. into. since we did talk a little bit about introvert versus extrovert, but like, what about the rest of the learning styles, like auditory versus visual versus tactile there are so many different ways in which people consume and then are able to interpret information just based off of their own way of learning.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a tactile. Like, I want to do it. And like no. when I do it, then I learn it much faster or whatever. Um, can I bore you with the story about one? Absolutely. Nothing was more eye-opening to me about people. Everyone says that. Everyone learns different. But I was of the mindset, you know, when... When I was a younger trainer where I was like, come on, like, if, if you just read it and do it, you're going to learn it or whatever. And I had this person that I was training and they, for part of my training, I made them do mock calls because I'm like, you got to be ready. You got to yeah. know what you're doing or whatever. And they were one of like the worst mock calls I've ever seen. Like horrible. And I was in my head. I was like, man, like, I don't know if someone like this can make it or whatever because yeah. they weren't getting better. And they're like, hey, it's just a mock environment where everyone's watching me. It makes me uncomfortable and I can't. Yeah. Do it, but I know what I'm doing. And, like they have on their notes or whatever, and they were great note takers and stuff. So in my head, I was like, sure, right. Fast forward, they finish the training, they, they do all the other stuff, and they go on the floor and they get an actual phone call from a person, and they were incredible. Like, them, <laughs> and sure. I was like, holy crap! Like, they, there's really people that can't do mock stuff, like when they're being watched. No, it just gets them. It gets them too much or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I wrote down everything, so I knew what I was doing. I, so there were uh, someone who had to read what they were doing. Yep, yep. He's like, I just can't be watched. And yep. I was like, hey,
0: prove me wrong. That, uh, that was I love that, though. And I do think that that can change over time. Because I feel like for me, for the majority of my life, I have definitely leaned more into being a visual learner, right? That's really been where my strengths come from. I've been able to kind of take a review and look at look at things Kind of figure it out from there and then I'll be able to take action. Well, what I realized and what I've learned now is now that I'm listening to more audiobooks, I can pick up things auditory and be able to move forward with them. But I still have to be able to come back and either write something down or do something. It's almost like I need two. I need more than just one in order for me to be able to really understand it. I can't just look at something and have that be it. I can't, I've actually, you know what? I take that back because I guarantee you if you just let me like try to move, no, I'd probably still have to look at instructions or something like that. Let me not overestimate myself here. But I feel like having two things that you're utilizing is going to just deepen what you understand about it.
1: Yeah, and you're gonna, when you're learning something, there's gonna be certain areas where you get stuck and then trying it a different way is what unlocks that, right? Then you, you could probably move past what got you stuck in the first place. And
0: then you can see it. I think for me, um, I feel like everyone has something that specifically unlocks their ability. And whether it's the ability to communicate, whether it's the ability to feel comfortable, whether it's the ability to like achieve a goal, I also think that the environment that you're in and the people that you surround yourself with and the support system that you get, I think that goes a lot farther than we give credit for. Yep. Especially if you we were just talking about how there are some leaders that are just not good leaders. Well, if you were a, with a better leader in a better environment, would that have made your situation much easier? Would it have made it so that you cared a little bit more about what you were doing?
1: Yeah, that's a great point.
0: Lots of things to think about. A lo- I just, communication is something that is so fundamental to everything that we do. That I knew that this was gonna be a lot of fun to tap into. But let's go back through these colors. But I think it would be fun to do it with a beer.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: All right, so this one is from OHB.
1: From the side, I only saw the OH, and that was like (laughs) OSHA.
0: This is the Freaky Deaky. Mm I think my favorite thing about this is the freaking the can itself. Oh, that's
1: what I was looking at earlier. uh, (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's I'm not going to describe this. You definitely need to go get it. This is from Oak Highlands Brewery. This is the Freaky Deaky. It is a Belgian style Trappel, which I absolutely love Trappels. Now, compared to the heart of Texas, it's it's got a little bit more color to me. This. The color reminds me more of the of the Dallas of the Dallas Blonde.
1: Yeah, the, this is a lot lighter.
0: Yeah, this is this is this is a lot lighter than the last one, but How, not in flavor. <laughs> this, I
1: just I just sipped on it while you were talking. Wasn't expecting that. Wasn't expecting that. It's way different than the last three.
0: Yep, and I love Trappels. Um I've always been a Belgian kind of a drinker. I like Cezans. I like Trappels. uh I like beers like this. Um, I like that they have a nice, even flavor profile for them, but they're strong flavor. So I feel like you can do both. Like You can have a strong flavor, but have that profile be nice and subtle, nice and balanced. It doesn't have to just be punch you in the mouth. We've had we've had some beers that have just punch you yeah, in the mouth. You,
1: this is not one of those. So <laughs> it's interesting you say that because that last one we had from Four Corners was, uh, in my mind, it's like strong and heavy, and this is strong light. Oh, I like, like that. More refreshing. It's I wasn't expecting the taste to be on that side of it. Like, in my mind, it's like heavy tastes or like what we had before. Light taste is more on this side and this yeah. is definitely more on that side. But you know where my mind went with this one? What? Thompson's. Ooh. Like, oh, like, oh, I'm downstairs. Yep. They poured me one of these and they sipped it and I was like, hmm, we're going to expect one of these.
0: This to me is definitely more of like that sophisticated beer. I know the name is a little funny with the Freaky Deaky. I think it's awesome. But what I really like about this beer is to your point, this is something that I would like to get in like a big bottle like present this to people and like everybody kinda of have a little bit of it. Plus it's ten percent. So it's not like it's Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know-
1: you know what this one is? When people talk about beer drinking, the other ones, you're drinking because you're having a good time. It just wants to do refreshing. Yeah. This one has layers of flavors. Yes. Because every time I sip it, I'm tasting like something a different. different. Yeah, yeah. And this it's is. like, oh, interesting. Yeah. So this is one of those ones where you want to drink over an extended period of time. Yes. Just like you got one big drink, like you said. Yeah. And you're just chilling with a friend porn, and you're just slowly drinking this stuff. Yes. This is not a, like, let me get four of these. No, no,
0: no. no. I would, this to me is like, let's get like a 22-ounce bottle we're going to split it and we're just going to have a little bit at a time yeah. and just kind of drink it together and kind of hang out. I'm a fan though. This is a this is fantastic really beer. So, let me guys, I'll give you guys a rundown here in just a second of all the beers that we went through. But let's go through these styles and these colors of individuals, right? So, they started off with the red, which is the ambitious, dominance, the decisiveness, competitiveness, and hot tempered. We've come to the conclusion that that may or may not be me. We had yellow, which was cheerful confident, talkative, and positive, green, which was calm, balanced, easygoing, tolerant, and friendly-natured, and then blue, which was realist, perfectionist, detail-oriented, and analytical. Where do you feel like you read out again for those? I remember that I was
1: a yellow pretending to be... No, I was a green pretending to be... I was going to say, I thought that... Yeah, yeah.
0: I thought... Because my thought process is that you and my wife are pretty close, so I know I called her... Uh, a green as well. So I, I can see you being a green, but I also see that you want to be a yellow. I feel like in your soul, you really want to be a yellow.
1: Well, I feel like I was trained to be a yellow. So like when <laughs> I'm in public or whatever, I just automatically
0: yellow it up. <laughs> <laughs> I just turn yellow out of nowhere. Now, I think for me, the the red makes all the sense to me. Uh, I've always kind of had this little bit of an edge to me and there's a level of confidence that comes with it. But I think for when you think about the competitiveness, I think that's the biggest thing for me. I have I have dialed down my competitiveness from uh, I need to win all the time, which was where I really was, especially high school, college. Even early on in my professional career, it was definitely like me, 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 me. I have definitely seen as I've gotten older that if my whole entire team wins or like my peer group, if all of us are winning, that means good things for, all, you know, that means good things for me as well. Uh, but I think what happens is when I feel like I'm doubted or I get slighted or, or something, I have never created more things in my life than when I felt like I've been slighted or that like uh, I didn't get the respect that I deserve. I started a whole freaking podcast three years ago because I auditioned for a show and they uh they never picked a winner. So if that's any I thought about this as we were getting ready for this episode. I'm like, competitiveness, I'm not that competitive. And I was like, wait, that's why I have a pot it's probably me. That's why we have a that's why we have a whole podcast. I I remember losing it. But you know what? It was interesting that you and I sat down and I said I'm gonna start a podcast and you're like, Yeah, we're gonna do this. That yeah. was communication at its finest.
1: Yeah, for I'm um- I don't know how I am about competitive stuff anymore, but I will say that I used to be really into the grind mindset. And as I'm getting older now, I'm like, I don't want to work my way through, like grinding through stuff. You know, it's it's that's my version of your uh, competitiveness. Or when I was younger, any job I'd be like, start me wherever you want. I'll work my way up, quick. You know, and now that I'm looking for work, I'm like, I don't want to do that again, dude. I don't have it in me to start from the bottom.
0: I am in the same boat that's kind of why some of the decisions i've made recently have been like you know what i don't need to go back to certain things that i've already done i can just wait for what i want to be now as opposed to trying to push myself into being something else Mm -hmm. oh this has been a lot of fun this has been another fun season season eight season eight can you believe that so here are some other fun things that are around the corner you guys know that you can find me at Funky Picnic, first Saturday in every month, teaching yoga. But there is something new coming down the pipeline. And I'm going to wait for that full-on announcement to to make its way out. But I want to thank all of you for the support throughout the course of the season. Those of you who listen and come to yoga, those of you who listen and are into the photography side, those of you who just listen just to listen, we thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you, everybody, for another great season. Love a season finales. That was fun
0: i love just having beers early in the morning well with what do that, you mean it's in the evening <laughs> oh yeah right with that being said you know where you can find us at it's underscore probably underscore the letter you on instagram and our website www.itsprobablyyou.com and remember if at any point you felt guilty it's, it's probably-, probably you